power of the dark side. I'm not a baby, I'm a man. I am an anchor man. Is this a kissing book? The way I see it, if you're gonna build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? Hello and welcome to episode 6 of series 2 of Just Like in the Movies, the last one for this current series. We hope to be back again with you in the new year. The show is brought to you by gkmedia.ie, providing digital content and marketing solutions for SMEs throughout Ireland and the UK. We like to explore what is happening in the Irish film industry and beyond. And I'm your host, Gary Kelly, joined as always by Lisa Tracy. Hi there. And Dave Coyne. Good evening. Ironically, it's one o'clock in the afternoon here <laughs> during the Christmas holidays, but we're so dedicated, we decided to come in and talk about all the cool movies that were caught up and watched over the Christmas period. We'll be talking about Mary Poppins Returns, Holmes and Watson, Aquaman, The Young Offenders for its Christmas special, which was on RT recently. And uh, we'll also have a little chat as well about uh, our predictions for Oscars 2019. First up, though, let's take a look at Mary Poppins Returns. Mother! Aunt Daddy! Come quick! Quickly! What is it, Georgie? Has something happened? I was flying the kite and I got caught on a nanny! Whatever are you talking about? Come! Come look! Wait, where did you get that kite? I found it in the park. She kept it from blowing away. Mary Poppins! Close your mouth, please, Michael. We are still not a codfish. <coughs> Jane Banks. Still rather inclined to giggle, I see. Good heavens. It really is you. You seem hardly to have aged at all. Really? How incredibly rude. One never discusses a woman's age, Michael. Would have hoped I taught you better. I'm sorry, I didn't... You came back. I thought we'd never see you again. It is wonderful to see you. Yes, it is, isn't it? That's a clip taken from Mary Poppins Returns from director Rob Marshall, who, of course, brought us big movies like Chicago, Nine, and the not-so-popular Into the Woods with Meryl Streep. Mm-hmm. I suppose you can't have hits all the time. Mm. Uh, an unexpected sequel or follow-up movie been described different ways by different people, but it is getting, overall, a very, very good, positive reaction. Mm-hmm. Lisa. It was very good for what it is, but it was, you know, as a movie that you'd watch again and again and again, like the original Mary Poppins, I don't think it's that. Like, even the songs that are in it, they're forgettable. I feel bad saying that, because a lot of work, I'd say, went into this film. And Emily Blunt is brilliant. She's not Julie Andrews, which is kind of a little a little off-putting, but... um. You know, it's still, it's still, it's still very good. The visuals and everything in the movie are great. And they stuck to the old style, the two D animation. They did, which was cute. And I thought, it, like, it blended very well with the old one. You know, if you watch the old one, and it kind of refreshes your memory, and you watch this, and you're like, oh yeah, that's kind of shot for shot, scene for scene, kind of similarities, and the house and everything like that. And it's a good story that goes with it. It's kind of a similar story than the the, the same as the original, and uh, there's lots of cameos in it, and that mm. was cute. And uh, yeah, it was it was it was pretty good. I I like it. Okay. I like it. But I I don't <laughs> want to watch it again. <laughs> That's a bad sign. Okay. Sorry. 
Dave, I suppose people are saying the music isn't as good as it was in the original, but we've probably seen the original 20 times mm. as opposed to this one. Yeah, I mean, you know, they could have gone the safe route and just rehashed the old songs, but they didn't. They went down a brave new route and I, for one, thought it was very good. I thought, just like Mary Poppins herself, I thought it was perfect, practically perfect in every way. <laughs> My only flaw in the movie was they didn't use the word supercalifragilisticexpialidocious at all, which mm. I think they, they missed a little <laughs> trick there, but... Uh, I personally thought it was excellent. Um, I really, really enjoyed it immensely. Um, I thought the music was very good. Uh, some of the songs were... The thing is, Lisa, we, we've, we've all seen Mary Poppins literally... A thousand a times. A thousand times. You know, as children, it's in the background. And then when you grow up and you kind of watch it. And it's, it's part of pop culture for the past 54 mm-hmm. years. So this is brand new. So I guarantee you... In 54 years, people will be singing the songs for Mary Poppins Returns because I thought they were really good. And mm. I thought uh, the casting was amazing. And I liked the the lineage, the historical lineage that was kind of in the real world mirrored by the, you know, the coming back of Mary Poppins. Like the, you know, the balloon lady at the end. Oh, yeah. Played by Angela Lansbury, Angela Lansbury, who was originally considered in, in the role of Mary Poppins. Okay. Who went on to be the witch in bed knobs and broomsticks. And... That role of the balloon lily was originally offered to Julie Andrews. And she said no because she didn't want to distract from the movie because people would be taken out of the movie if they saw the original Mary Poppins as an old lady in the movie, Uh Uh, which was kind of cool and Mm. professional. And uh, I thought it was excellent. I really enjoyed it. I mean, I've never seen a beloved character so well recast ever. Mm -hmm. I mean, Emily Blunt is faultless in this film she is excellent she's a little bit more stern in terms of a little bit more like the books mm. Mm. whereas P.L. Travers the creator of Mary Poppins she once said about the original movie that it was a bit too sweet and a bit too sugary mm. um, too much spoonfuls of sugar perhaps but I think uh, Emily Blunt's version was just a little bit more serious and a little bit less uh, fluffy shall mm. we say but I thought it was absolutely exquisite film Mm-hmm. And did you notice the cameo from Jane in the movie? Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Okay. that was brilliant. Yes, yes. And of course, Dick Van Dyke. Yeah. yeah. Or Nidvik, whatever they called him mm-hmm. <laughs> in the thing. Uh, apparently, they had to use de-aging makeup on him because he actually looks quite fresh for his age. Okay. Oh. And he was offered a few different dance routines. Mm-hmm. And of course, being Dick Van Dyke, he picked the hardest one for a 93-year-old band to perform. Up on a table. Up on a table, <laughs> which was wonderful. And of course, my favorite part of the movie was... He starts to tell the joke that his grandfather told, w- oh, yes. and, you know, wooden the wooden leg man. Yeah. Oh. And, and he stops because he remembers that my father died laughing at this joke. So I better not tell it. And I thought it was brilliant. I love that. Those little mm. tie-ins. Excellent. I did notice that my sister, after she saw the movie, the next day she was on Spotify listening to the soundtrack. Oh. Yeah. I'll be doing again. that. I'll be doing that later on today. Out of five, Dave? Oh, a solid four and a half for me. Oof. I give it a four. Okay, very good. There you go. That is Mary Poppins Returns. Next up, Holmes and Watson. Watson, perhaps the Queen would enjoy some tea. Oh, yes, of course. Mr. Holmes, the Empire is depending on you. Sorry. Your Majesty, do you think I could have a picture of us together? But who's going to take the photograph? Oh, no. I'll take the photograph. You see, it's a type of a self-photograph. I can take it, and I will be in it also. You know what? I find to take the most attractive photographs, you need to purse your lips together like a duck-billed platypus. Platypus face, 
ชิงซับเฮ้ยเฮ้ยเฮ้ยเฮ้ยเฮ้ยเฮ้ยเฮ้ยเฮ้ยเฮ้ยเฮ้ยเฮ้ยเฮ้ยเฮ้ยเฮ้ยเฮ้ยเฮ้ยเฮ้ยเฮ้ยเฮ้ยเฮ้ยเฮ้ยเฮ้ยเฮ้ยเฮ้ยเฮ้ยเฮ้ยเฮ้ยเฮ้ยเฮ้ยเฮ้ยเฮ้ยเฮ้ยเฮ้ยเฮ้ยเฮ้ยเฮ้ยเฮ้ยเฮ้ยเฮ้ยเฮ้ยเฮ้ยเฮ้ยเฮ้ยเฮ้ There are roofers that don't have very, uh, don't have as much slating to do as I am about to do. I mean, nonsensical nonsense is would be a, a, a travesty if I said that because it's worse than that. Mm-hmm. I mean, <clears throat> as I jokingly said to the man I bought the ticket from, I said, "Oh, Step Brothers too, please." You know, jokingly. Okay. <laughs> and he laughed. And Step Brothers is is a nonsensical movie, but it knows it's a nonsensical movie, and it's a fun slapstick comedy movie. And it does exactly what it says in the tin. This is utter, utter nonsense. It's just over the shoulder, mid shot, over the shoulder, mid shot. You know, of two comedic actors doing silly accents, not telling jokes, mm. not being funny. There is no bit of funniness in the entire film. The production design is amazing. Mm. Producers spent a lot of money to make this film look good. The costuming, but it's all sets. It's all indoors and sets and CGI backgrounds and everything, and. There's there's a couple of bad jokes that just repeat themselves. It's like, mm-hmm. oh well, if we tell it often enough, it might become funny, and the audience might get a laugh. And it's absolutely abysmal nonsense, nonsensical. The scenes that don't make any sense in terms of the plot. I mean, if you take a quote unquote bad movie like Step Brothers, there are scenes in it where you're like, oh, that's moving the plot along. Mm. The plot is weak, mm. but it's there and it's moving along. This is just. I'd love to use some bad language, but I won't. It is absolutely abysmal. This film, abysmal is is an understatement. You had no idea it was going to be this bad, though. I mean, I kind of thought, oh, you know, it could, it could be fun. It could be, you know, whimsical. Um, and I was skeptical going in, and my skepticism was was undersold. I can tell you. Some of the the headline reviews here on IMDb absolutely <coughs> horrible, devastatingly horrific, ruined my popcorn. First movie I've ever walked out of. That's the thing, actually. Loads of people are actually walking out of this movie. I blame you that I didn't walk out of this film. Yeah, me too. Because <laughs> I was going to walk out and I said, no, no, I have to see this film because Gary's going to ask me. I kept looking at my watch going, is it over yet? When is it over? Oh, oh, my God. And there's a musical. There's a sing, There's a scene where Holmes and Watson have a sing-song in the midst of music. just breaks out in a musical just like that. And it's just, I mean... Lisa mentioned earlier about the, the, the Mary Poppins songs being not that good and not that original, but that's just because they're fresh. But they're good quality songs yeah. with good performers. At least they have melody and, yeah, and timing and everything. Wonderful music. This was just crap, nonsense. It was like a bad play oh, that was just never <clears throat> ending. Like when, when in Austin Powers, the original Austin Powers mm. movie from 1997, I believe, um, when Will Ferrell appears in that as Musafa, the guy who can't be stood, I cannot stand to be asked the same question three times. That's a good joke. He's in it for a moment. He's in one scene and he's brilliant. And he's, you know, steals the scene from Mike Myers, who's a wonderful actor. And there was more comedy in that scene than this entire movie. Mm. I, it was abysmal. Lisa, it's got at the moment 3.7 on IMDb. That a bit unfair. I when I was going to it, it had a zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. All right. And I was like, that's a feat that nobody has ever achieved, as far as I know. I think it's like a rarity that someone gets zero on Rotten Tomatoes. 
But uh, I was going to make out that I loved it and all this stuff. But I was like, I couldn't possibly. I'm not that good an actress. But uh, yeah, absolutely. As Dave said, abysmal is the word. I was literally like looking around me going, why are they laughing? There was people in the cinema laughing. And I was like, it's not funny, mm. like at all. There was a guy beside me who was, I'd say he must have been 10. I don't know how he got in because he was supposed to be 15. But maybe he's just a bit taller or something. But anyway, he was definitely, it had to be aimed at like people who like base humor but even that, you can you can laugh at some things, but there was no laughs. I didn't laugh once in the whole film, which is awful for a Will Ferrell movie. Mm. And like John C. Reilly, oh, don't get me started. Don't <laughs> like the guy. But anyway, Will Ferrell, I do actually, I like him a lot, but this is just awful. Awful, awful. 42 million at cost, the producer. Oh my to God. To have the fancy sets and the amazing oh actors. Oh dear Jeez. God. That it's taken sick. in 10 million so far. Ooh, it it won't make it won't make a profit. No, it, it won't does, make no. it back. If it does, I'm leaving planet Earth. <laughs> it won't make it back. I know there's people out there listening who are going to quote me on that. It was like a vanity project for them or something. It was like very much let's in go jokes and be, though. Let's go and well, be English lads. Yeah, it's quiet. Blah, blah, you know blah, all you know. this very you know yeah. we're, we're English. We're, we're American actors and we're going to pretend to be English. Nonsense. And it's going and to be funny. Ha ha. Yes, and 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 you know there's there's a scene where poor old Pam Ferris comes in as the as the queen, and they accidentally almost murder her and then yeah. they have a slapstick carrying you know weekend at Morty's with carrying a dead body around the room for a few weekend minutes weekend at Bernie's weekend at Bernie's sorry <laughs> <laughs> what did I say Mort- Morty's Morty's sorry I was playing yeah. Rick and Morty Monopoly last night uh-huh. and um it's just utter nonsense. It has no... I mean, you think of, you know, Jerry Lewis and the classic slapstick comedies, which is funny mm. and engaging mm. and the timing is flawless. Um, this is just abysmal and obviously the fact that Arthur Conan Doyle's estate, you know, we could make a Holmes and Watson movie tomorrow and we don't owe them a penny because mm. it's... it's uh, it's, it's um, free. Free now. You can... It's, you know, it's like Jingle Bells. You can sing it all you like. Mm. And that's why there's so many... Sherlock Holmes stories now being made because it doesn't cost the producers a penny to for the intellectual rights of that. So, you know, in whatever 100 years or 200 years, they'll all be making Star Wars movies mm. because the rights will have run out and mm. they'll be making nonsense just for the sake of making it. Okay, so it's getting about four out of 10 by most reviewers out there. Out of five, though, because we like to be different. Lisa? Zero. That's the first zero that ever. That is a zero for sure. And we've sent you to some horrible movies. You have. You sent me to flipping, what was that horrible one with the, with the girl with the, with the head and the, the decapitation? It begins with H. I want to say... Oh, the one with oh, Gabriel Hereditary. Byrne. Hereditary. Yeah, Hereditary. Oh, ah, no, yes, that was yes. awful. Ugh. Go on. So you anyway. give it a zero. Oh, zero. I'm not going to be that generous. Oh. Minus five. <laughs> <laughs> Minus five. Like, you know, <laughs> absolute zero. <laughs> if there is no movement in space. That's how bad this film is. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. I went to see Barb Wire in, oh the my God. in 1996. And Barb Wire is 50,000 times better than this film. <laughs> that is some statement. <laughs> That's a statement right there. So God. maybe they just need a Pamela, who knows? Even though they did have quite a lot of people, like yeah. expensive people, who probably just bought a new house like Michael Caine did when he made Jaws 4 or Jaws 3. Oh, wow. You know, I haven't seen the movie, but I've seen the house it paid for. They all just said, yeah, I'll have a new house. I'll go and put on a fake mustache and a Victorian coat for a few weeks yeah. and get a new house. Utter nonsense. Don't waste your money. Ray finds you should know better. Absolutely. (laughs) Okay, next up, Aquaman. I don't want to be king. Once he is named Ocean Master, it'll be too late. The power at his disposal will be unlike anything you have ever seen. I'm from the surface. No one's going to take me seriously. Okay, I don't even know where to begin. By winning the hearts and minds of the people, by proving to them that you're worthy and retrieving this. 
Okay, the latest movie in the world of DC Comics. We have Aquaman, who we got a little taste of in Justice League last year, I think it was when it came out. Jason Moama. Mamoa. Mamosa. That's how I remember. Mamosa. Mamoa. We'd know him, well, Game of Thrones fans would know him from season one. Yeah. He was only in the first season. Oh, thanks. Spoiler alert. Haven't seen it yet. I've only... (laughs) Are you ever going to watch it? I I did the first three and then I was like, oh, no. Oh, you'll all be catching up next year, I guarantee it. Oh. Oh, yeah, because the final season is in April, I believe. Yeah. So you're a big, big Game oh, yeah. of Thrones fan. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Game of Thrones, the, you know, it's one of those things, yeah, they love it or you're... It's, yeah. It's not Marmite. Uh, when they threw the kid like, out the window, yeah. I was like, not for me. <laughs> that was the first episode. <laughs> I know, I only watched one. <laughs> but I mean, Jason Momoa, even in Game of Thrones, he doesn't even speak English. He speaks a fake language and he's a dull thracky warrior king, what have you. And he has a lot of presence and he's a good actor. You can even see that in Game of Thrones. You don't know what nationality he is. As you shouldn't, because mm. he's a foreign, you know, exotic, foreign language speaking fantasy character. And you can, but you can see and go, hey, he's a good actor. Yeah. Mm. You know, he, he doesn't blow the screen away, but he, you know, he holds on to his own. And in this film, he, you can see how he got cast because he's a big, strong guy and he has charisma. Um, but DC movies are, you know, they, the poor superhero cousin to Marvel. And, mm. exactly. um, because I watched in, Spider-Man Homecoming mm-hmm. a couple of nights ago. I thought it was w- with Michael Keaton mm-hmm. and I thought it was absolutely excellent. Mm-hmm. Wasn't expecting it to be as good as it was. Yeah. And I'm still kicking myself for putting myself through Justice League, mm. which I thought was a very, very poor movie. Yeah. I think the only good thing that came out of Justice League up to now was... Wonder Woman. Yeah. 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 thought that was great. Yeah. And Aquaman... Aquaman is... Uh, oh, let me put it this way. When I, after I came out of Aquaman, I was annoyed. I was like, what a load of nonsense. And then the following day, I went to see Holmes and Watson. So I felt a lot better about Aquaman <laughs> as a result. <laughs> I mean, if you use the analogy of a meal, you know, a meal comes on a plate with some carbohydrates and some protein and a knife and fork and perhaps a glass of wine. And Aquaman is a meal. You know, there's a beginning, a middle of an end. There's a story. It's, it's a very puerile story. It's not made for uh, middle-aged men like me. It's made for, uh, you know, teenagers and young boys and girls who want to see heroes. And it's a very puerile and simple story. And it doesn't make a lot of sense and it's cartoonish, but of course it's based on a comic book. And when you look at it that way, it, it's grand. It does what it's supposed to do. It's Aquaman. It's not, you know, Citizen Kane. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I didn't enjoy it <laughs> because it doesn't make a lot of sense. And But the vi- there were some vi- great visual moments where you could actually see the comic book and it's like, you know, big visual image and you can absorb that and then you read the story. Mm. And there's moments like that in, the, in Aquaman where it's a big visual feast. And the visual effects are interesting. Mm-hmm. This underwater stuff, Lisa, what Did do you think? Did you see it in 3D? No? Oh God, no, I don't do 3D. I only oh. do 3D with food and pints. <laughs> <laughs> I like my movies to be in 2D. Oh, I kind of, I liked the visuals. It was like... Hmm, this is kind of fun, and I bet you it's the kind of movie that if you're taking something extra, mm-hmm. then it'll be very fun. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was good. The visuals were quite good. Um, but uh, I didn't like a certain lady in the film. Yeah. I thought she was a bit weak. Yeah. Um, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah Amber Heard. Right. You know, so she's she's quite weak in the movie. It's just kind of she's kind of the pretty one, but you're like, nah, yeah. you're, you're not actually delivering anything, and you're a bit grumpy all the time. But um, the guy who was the villain was pretty good. But then the quick turnaround at the very end. Yeah. Spoiler uh, alert. 
Yeah, I mean, it was very weak. The, the, the plot was very watered down, as we say. And um, it's very soft plot. It's, you know, it's a classic. Uh, good guy versus good bad guy. Good guy, bad guy. Trying to take to, over stuff, you know, make it better. And, you know, the, the rightful king is not the rightful king because he's a bad person. Mm-hmm. And the not so rightful, reluctant king must save the universe by doing a big trial. It's very kind of Jason and the Argonauts kind okay. of level of plot. And the visuals pull it through. But then you have very weak female characters Amber Heard as Lisa said and mm-hmm. uh, Nicole Kidman is very weak as the mother of Aquaman yeah. uh, but I did like the Speed 2 cruise control connection yes strange though because <laughs> they're both two good female actors yeah but but well you is know is Amber Heard a good actress uh, that's a debate that's good. debatable but you know <laughs> Nicole, 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 Nicole Kidman is, is an Oscar nominated woman I don't think she's yeah. won an Oscar has she mm, I don't think she has, so she has but far and away is it no <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> easy now whoa but you know she she's very underused. Cold in Mountain, this. I think, and um, maybe are the others possibly. Mm. But she's she's very underused in this, and there's a lot of nonsensical kind of plot points, which are just nonsensical. And you have to be you know a ten year old or twelve year old boy or girl to just go, yeah, grand, shiny stuff, explosions, great, mm-hmm. bang. But not a very good movie. Nonsensical, very cheesy, very flips on a dime. This isn't mm-hmm. as in the ending yeah. is just on a dime, and the battle sequence at the end, nobody knew what was going on. It'd be like. Cut to 60 years later and these people and those people are having a big fight and you've and, never and even and met these people to, before. Why would you want to win the admiration of that crowd anyway? Yeah. They were a bad crowd. They were a bad crowd. Yeah, I didn't like them. So they're just lining up probably for a sequel again. Oh God, yeah. Oh, literally lining up sequels, plural. Um, And Willem Dafoe was, he was actually quite good as the Obi-Wan Kenobi type. Mm. I will train you to be the warrior. You should be kind of stuff. And, uh, it, you know, Willem Dafoe can get away with that and it's very cheesy. Um, But does what it says in the team. It's Aquaman and for kids. And what's his name is in it too? Um, the guy that was in Rocky. Rocky 2 or Rocky 3. Dolph London. Yes. Yeah, Dolph yeah. Lundgren with purple hair or pink hair, pink, I believe. Pink, orange hair. Yeah, and, and he again is completely underused as the ki- Again, this, you know, the king, you must marry him to unite our kingdoms. Very, very, it's been done to death. Okay, well, yeah. Look, I think Marvel are leagues ahead of DC Comics. Unintended. Yeah, they'll, <laughs> they'll never catch up. So there you go. That is Aquaman out of five, Lisa. Two and a half. Yeah, I'm going to say like two, one and a half to two. I'll <laughs> go with two. We'll go with two. It's Christmas time. We'll go with two. Jason Momoa is actually quite ma- uh, magnetic. And quite. As. I'm going to say he's quite dreamy. That's not very PC of me, but he is. Yeah, but I mean, he's a big butch guy and he's kind of this kind of, uh, there's one, actually, there's one good scene in it, Lisa. The one in the bar. The one, exactly. The one in the bar. And we didn't rehearse this. We did not. The he one, takes, a, yeah. the guys come up and we think there's going to be a big rumble in the bar and then they just ask for a selfie and it's really cute because they're bikers oh, right. and they're big tough guys yeah. and it's cute. Like, yeah. Are you Aquaman? Yeah. <laughs> and you're thinking exactly, you're expecting a big fight and they go, they're big, they go, can we get a picture? And then it, there's a big montage of them drinking the whole night and having that's pints funny. and having a crack. And <laughs> but then there's driving straight after it and I was well, a bit worried about that. Yeah, there's, there's a, a bad <laughs> message to send the <laughs> children. a bad message to send the children. But he is a superhero. So if you're a superhero, if you, you are the Lord of the, tolerance. if you can speak to fish and drink like a fish, <laughs> perhaps you can drive after yeah. drinking. But don't drink and drive, children. Because that's no. the thing as well. This character, he's a big drinker, isn't he? Uh, yes. It's only that scene. Though, yeah, but really. it's it's he's, even in Justice League as well. Yeah, he's known to be oh. a drink. He like sinks pints, and there's a scene where he's drinking with his father, and he says, 
he's like, how is it that I can drink, I can breathe underwater, but you can still drink me under the table? And his father, who is a lighthouse keeper, is drinking pints galore oh. and horsing back the pints. And Aquaman is like, I can't keep up with my father. And his father's like, you might be a superhero, but I can still drink you under the table. <laughs> so it's, you know. Yeah. There you yeah, go. There you go. Jason Momoa, one to watch. Times are changing. <laughs> Here you go. Okay, let's take a look finally at the Young Offenders, which had its Christmas special on Orchie and BBC over the festive season. Explain it to me again. It's a coin toss competition. Best of five. If we win, you let us in and turn a blind eye. What do I get if I win? The knowledge that you won. What more could you want than the winning feeling of a coin toss competition? Yeah. You'd be king of the tossers. Now, I do have to say, it is hard to find a good clip from Young Offenders that's because... family friendly. Oh, family friendly. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, it's hard to find a good clip from the Christmas episode <laughs> of the Young Offenders because it's a, as Dave said earlier, the word abysmal. This is shockingly bad. Okay, I thought it started off really good. Uh, uh, no, I was roaring laughing. Were you? Yeah, and then it got halfway through when they were looking for the snow machine. Oh dear. And then I realized Robert Sheehan was in it, so there's going to be a lot yeah, of nonsense. I know. I just thought that if the Young Offenders just did their normal sort of episode where they can take the story whatever they way they and want just throw it, it at Christmas but when it has to tie into some sort of Christmas mm. theme I think that's when well, you're forcing it face. you're yeah. forcing it it must be a Christmas special it ended like a Mrs. Brown's Boys it type did. show it yeah. did for Which, sure let's not even go there I do <laughs> no. not do Mrs. Brown's no um, I mean and that was a bad Christmas special yeah as well. but I mean mm. if you have to have a Christmas special they kind of think oh our, oh, our show has arrived now that we have a Christmas special but if your show doesn't really lend itself to a Christmas special and the Christmas special, for example, Doctor Who, they have a Christmas special, but it's not a Christmassy. It doesn't have to be mm. Christmassy. Mm. It's just a special show as a treat for Christmas. We made this extra show, yeah. you know, out of the sequence of the episodes in the series. It's an extra one that we made to give you at Christmas. Yeah. Um, it's <coughs> not, doesn't have tinsel and, you know, fairies and Santa Claus in it just because we've got, we've got to force these things into the story. Yeah. And if a Christmas special is forced, just like any story, if it's forced, it's not going to be very good. Mm-mm. Awful, awful, awful. I wouldn't watch it again. I only watched it because you made me. <laughs> well, give us the gist then of okay, what it's about. So the mom of the shorter one <laughs> <laughs> um, is dying. Well, she gets like pneumonia and she goes into the hospital and all she ever wanted was a white Christmas and the kid wants to get her. I shouldn't say the kid because he's probably the same age as me. Um, he wants to get her the um, a white Christmas. And then he sees that Robert Sheehan is in town making a movie and they go to be extras on the set. Well, they don't go to be extras on the set. They happen to be in the set and then they get cast in the movie. And there's, that's probably the only slightly funny bit, maybe the bit where Robert Sheehan is, is in it because he's he's trying to be this character and they're just messing up their mm. their short lines but they kept going they and kept going, going and, and going and like uh, literally hacked the joke to death they did yeah. they did there was 47 takes apparently in well, well in their version but um Robert Sheehan was um playing himself and uh, he's not really like that it's like a very hyper version of him because I know him personally. No, I don't. Um, yeah, so the mom then checks herself out of hospital. And oh, yeah, there's kind of like a standoff with the doctor. And um, there's a five year old walking around in the background. There is indeed. Say. Listen, she's, I'm she's, very, she's as quiet I'm as a mouse. Good job, Aaron. Good job, Aaron. She's coloring away. Fair play. Uh, so, yeah, so the mom is breaks herself out of hospital or whatever. And then they go home and she's 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 supposedly dying. Like because the doctor says it doesn't look good. So she's obviously going 
to die from pneumonia, which is bad. And she won't give up the bags and all that crack. But um, so then they give her the white Christmas. Well, they don't really. It's the guy. The only kind of funny guy I think in it was the Murphy guy. Yeah, he's he's quite funny. I like him. And then he kind of saves the day in the end and he creates the white Christmas and everyone then stops and they look up and up it's all yeah. Mrs. Brown's boys. And yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It's no good. Yeah. If they just did a very simple, they have to get something for Christmas mm. rather than have that whole she's dying thing. Yeah. And then if they just did a basic, oh, we have to go on the rob and get, because the, they're robbing stuff anyway. Yeah. So if they just did that and focused on that, because then you have like that other side bit with the girlfriends and the dad, PJ Gallagher. Mm. And that wasn't funny either. No, it started it off like, good. It started off good. But then it was like, because he was like, why am I buying all these presents for people I don't even like or mm. something like that? It was, it was funny. But it, it's, um, it's like there was a writer for the first maybe five, ten minutes of the show. Yeah. And then they went on a coffee break and someone else came in and finished off the script. Yeah. I'm going to give it one star because of his Irishness as well. And just yeah. on the Irishness, I liked the Irishness in, Mar- in Mary Poppins. We never got to talk about Did you spot the Irishness in Mary Poppins? Two they famous, mentioned... Two famous Irish people in Mary Poppins Returns. Irish people? Yeah. Well, the dog, the animated dog driving the carriage oh, was, yes, Chris he O'Dowd, was Chris O'Dowd. Oh, yes, he was Chris And he was brilliant. Good. And if you fo- spotted the second one, I'll buy you a pint. Hmm... You're putting me on the spot. That's what I do. Give me a clue. Give me a clue. Uh, the Admiral, Admiral Boom. Oh, yeah. By it was his father. It was Bishop Brennan. It was Bishop Brennan. Which is there you uh, go. Norton. You, Jim oh, Norton. I'm impressed. Yes. There you go. Ooh. I have to buy you a pint. So yeah. Jim Norton. Take AKA. the pint away, though, because Nicole Kidman won the Oscar for the yeah. hours. <laughs> Did she? Yeah. Oh, damn. So that's my pint then. <laughs> no, Jim Norton, a.k.a. Um, Bishop Brennan, plays... Uh, the assistant to the Admiral. Barnacle, I think is his yeah. name. He's the assistant to Admiral Boom, who is there from the original Mary Poppins and uh, you know the clock. He's not the, the original actor, though. No, he's, he's not. the original character. But it was a, it was an original. It was it was nice. Uh, and he was the meanie in Titanic. Remember? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Well, that kind of sums up the four things we reviewed this week. But really, Mary Poppins Returns being the, the, the more memorable one. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's a script. There's a lot a lot of talented people who also ha- know how to work properly and create something and don't let their egos get in the way and uh, make a piece of entertainment. Not we've got some money, let's just have a jolly and roll cameras and see what happens and make a mess of it. I think your main point, though, there is that there is a story. Yeah. You know, a good story is the kernel of everything. Yeah, and they follow. I mean, when you have actors like Meryl Streep in one scene, Mm -hmm. because it's good, not kind of, oh, well, we have Meryl Streep, let's have, you know, 20,000 scenes with her. Mm -hmm. And apparently, uh, just an offside on the Marvel stuff, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, where Yondu, played by Michael Rooker, the blue guy, Mm -hmm. he has some kind of a thing and he's floating and um, Chris Pratt says you're like Mary Poppins and he goes is he cool yeah he's cool and of course there was a petition to have Michael Rooker appear in Mary Poppins oh. and thankfully they said no that's nonsense because we know what we're doing oh. and they made a movie not a YouTube pastiche video yeah. which is yeah. fine go and have Star Wars Kid with his lightsabers on YouTube yeah. not in the theatre when I'm paying 10 quid to see it simple mm-hmm. as that well said okay well let's have a quick look now at the movies, which did very well in 2018. Might give us a little idea as to what we can expect to maybe be nominated for an Oscar early next year. Can't afford marketing personnel for your business? Don't worry. Just head over to gkmedia.ie where you could have your very own professional marketing team for less than €100 Euro per week. Check out our marketing solutions packages by visiting gkmedia.ie. Okay, so what do you think was the biggest grossing movie in Ireland 2018 up to, we'll say, mid-December? So we can't include Mary Poppins. 
No. no. Oh shoot! It's not. It's it's an Avengers movie. Avengers: Infinity War it has is, to be. It? Is it? Mamma Mia too. Is it? Yeah. Mamma Mia too. I didn't too. catch that. Yeah. That was Abba. Sorry. That's in Ireland now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sixteen million people attended cinemas in Ireland this year. Wow. Consider there's only or, four odd Or not 16, no, I should say it 16 again. million tickets were sold. Yes. There we <laughs> go. Yeah. There's only four million of us. We got in the neighbours. <laughs> All the visitors came. Yeah. <laughs> we only get a million. Yeah, Mamma Mia, top grossing movie, followed by A Star Was Born, then Avengers and Finishy War. We know our stuff. We yeah, do. Yeah, we were we almost do. there. We had two and three there <laughs> off the cuff. Number four, Incredibles 2, five, Jurassic World, Peter Rabbit, Bohemian Rhapsody, Black Panther, The Grinch, and The Greatest Showman. Yes. Okay, I still have to watch it. I, I still have to watch bad. it too. It's, it's on my list. It's, it's on Sky Movies now. It's on I'm my watching. List. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for once, sure. Once I get rid of my visitors at home, I'll be watching that. So, what do we think? What's we'll be getting dominate? An, an Oscar nomination next year. I think I have to say, Star is Born is definitely going to be getting a lot of yeah, Oscar nominations. I would agree with that. Yeah, I mean, um, if they don't get nominated, there's something wrong. I mean, whether mm. they win or not, another question. But nominations. If she but doesn't I get thought, an Oscar I the nominations were not well, they're not already out or no no they're, the they're, they'll be out they'll be out they'll be the nominations will happen at the end there's of the short list which is out at the moment but oh. then there's the actual nominations yeah. oh. where they mispronounce you know Saoirse Ronan's name for the second time Saoirse like inertia so, so, Sarah, well, she's in that Mary Queen of Scots movie with yeah. oh yeah oh, yeah the two of them will get nominated well here's the thing who will get supporting mm, role yeah, and who yeah. won't I'd it. say she'll get lead and Margot Robbie will get supporting possibly just based on her track record but whether she'll win it or not is another question the favorite has to get nominated. I'd say it's getting rave reviews yeah, on every side. I'm mm. very much looking forward to the favorite. Mm. Um, I think for me, we spoke a movie that we reviewed already was um, the old man and the gun. The old man and the gun. I and don't if think he do, gonna get if he if he doesn't get a nomination, no, if Casey Maybe Affleck doesn't Robert, get a nomination, Robert Redford will get a nomination possibly. Yeah, more than likely. Um, but I don't think, think maybe Casey Affleck but who knows what the, I think he deserves who knows the, what the Academy these days but I mean if he does he'll probably be mysteriously you know getting chips and Supermax for the day yeah because he won't be there and he won't win because of what have you I have to yeah. say did you see the Kevin Spacey video that oh, came no, out oh no I haven't watched Christmas? it yet I oh no I've you heard. mean the, the House of Cards video I thought you meant the Snapchat video no the Let Me Be Frank video that oh, he released yeah, on YouTube creepy. and Twitter very, very creepy Ooh. yeah very yeah. weird very yeah. creepy ridiculous really because yeah. he's, Where's not the back in. <laughs> he's not getting back into House of Cards so why is he even doing that he's not getting back in anywhere I think no, uh, I, I, which I think he just put another nail in his coffin oh he mm. just stuck his hand outside the coffin and put a few nail guns and bang 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 and uh, you know probably lost himself any remaining fans or credibility he had by doing the little stunt like that mm. I didn't think yeah. it was very tasteful no at definitely all. not no. um like if you have that cloud hanging over you, you buy an umbrella and put a hat on and you know zip up your coat and feck off. Pardon mm-hmm. my French, but you don't do stunts like that unless you're, you know, in the glorious basking in the glorious sunshine of your success and you have a fan base and you are, how should I say, morally upstanding, shall we say? Mm. You know, mm-hmm. and you can do stunts like that, but not under his uh, cloud. I think. No, sad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so any other movies or nominees you think we can be expecting? Hmm. Putting you on the spot, am I? You are, because there's a lot of stuff that hasn't come out yet. I think Steve McQueen for <coughs> Widows, if he, he could, he mm. deserves a directing he'll Oscar. Get an, uh, he'll a get nod. a nod for uh, sure. I don't, know, I don't know if it's Oscar worthy, but it's certainly n- uh, a nomination worthy. But again, a lot of, the, and of course, Clint is back with Mule, mm-hmm. which, you know, Clint made, you know, Papier Mache, he'd get nominated. And yeah. uh, Mule apparently is very, very good. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's out. Or The Mule. Is it the mule? It's possibly? the mule. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So the mule, uh, which he directs and stars in, and uh, you know, 
it's mm, Clint it's Eastwood, right. so you know there's a level of quality there. Mm. He's not going to have Holmes and Watson style improvisation. There was A Quiet Place as well that we reviewed oh, earlier yeah. in 2018. That was yeah, a good horror movie. It. Directed by <laughs> Emily Blunt's husband and yeah. starring him as well. Mm-hmm. Um, John Krasinski. Yeah. I'd say a lot of the Marvel movies and they'll get technical awards. Mm. Yeah. Because some, I mean, I watched uh, Avengers Infinity War again uh, over the holidays there and um, my God, it's so good. You know, just the visuals and mm-hmm. the technical, you know, the amount of artists who are sitting in front of the computer, you know, playing with their crayons, as they say, you know, creating lovely mm. visual World. effects, lovely worlds and visual mm-hmm. effects and making Thanos into the great villain that he is yeah. mm-hmm. um, from, you know, Josh Brolin standing there with, you know, like, um, ping pong balls glued to his suit. You know what I mean? Mm. To turn that into Thanos and it's a really believable CGI character. Mm. It's a lead character. These guys don't get the recognition they deserve and I think they're bound to get lots and lots of Oscars, I think. Um, and Incredibles 2 will win the animated feature or... I'll be very disappointed. Okay, well, we've come towards the end of episode six and series two of Just Like in the Movies. Thank you for following the show over the last few months. Uh, please do subscribe. We are on Spotify now, Woo-hoo! which is brilliant. All right. Uh, we're on SoundCloud. We're on Podomatic. We're on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, as they like to be called now. Actually, there's loads of other websites that kind of take it and put it up to cool. their different mm. podcast things. So. Nice. Yeah, we're, we're kind of... Find us. Yeah, Listen it's easy to, to find us. Share. Yeah. And if you want to get in touch for Series 3, uh, if you're a filmmaker, you work in the industry, uh, drop us an email, movies at gkmedia.ie. All the best for 2019. You too, Gary. <laughs> Happy New Year to everyone. Happy New Year, and we'll uh, Happy New Year. talk to you when it comes to Oscar season. Bye-bye. And we'll finish with a song. <laughs> cool. Off you go. No. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.